2: Hey guys, I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies and we
1: tangent. Oh my god (laughs) Who gave me a job? Editing Jerry here. Hello. Um, so on our patreon We asked our patrons if what they thought about us using a past exclusive episode in replace of a new episode this week and overwhelmingly the answer was take a break. Sierra is on vacation right now. So I'm here going through some of our old exclusives, trying to decide which one um, to share with you. And I have selected a mental health check in because I'm 12 minutes in. You can hear Forrest. <laughs> I'm 12 minutes in, and it feels like we could have recorded this last week or yesterday. It feels so current, uh, it, oh, timeless in a way, which is kind of sad because we are talking about being depressed, <laughs> but, um, I thought this would be a good one to share with everybody because I think we all could use a little bit of a mental health check-in and, uh, apologies for, uh, the not super newish content, but, uh, we want to thank everyone who has encouraged us to take a break, um. And utilize some of our past content to share with you. I will stop rambling and let you check out our mental health check-in. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye! You fucking <laughs>
0: idiot!
1: You goddamn full of rooski? Full of rooski? <laughs> we call farts toodalooskies in this house? I like that. Hearing Ollie say toodalooski is one of the cutest things <laughs> ever. you can't even imagine. <laughs> It's It's ladies after dark. dark. Oh god, (laughs) you know what's funny? (laughs) is we're always after dark.
2: (laughs) Because we don't start recording until children are asleep. Except for mine and my Gert, And she's really making this up. She's really making a fuss.
1: Sorry, I'm on my phone right now guys because I'm trying to pull up. We just did a quick live to see if anyone had any like... Prompts for yeah. us essentially. This is a mental health check-in <gasps> because we need it. Guys. Funny thing, we had two different episodes planned <laughs> for tonight. Yeah, and like yesterday, I was like, "Hey, I- cc McGeece, <laughs> <you laughs> how about wanna- we do neither? <laughs> let's switch it up. I know that we've prepared for these other ones, <laughs> but let's do something totally different." Yeah, and so, so here we
2: are. But I think this is important because we've noticed a shift in our own mental well-being abilities yeah yeah and we've also noticed in like our ladies and fangents page yeah a shift in a lot of people's. So i've
1: noticed just on people's stories in general yeah, that people it's seem been to be going
2: through it and it's a tough time in the world right now yes. so understandable especially if you're an empathetic person yeah um it's hard it's so. hard
1: to feel like you can um do anything right now and it's hard to feel like you can feel like things are hard um that's
2: exactly I think the guilt part comes into it because you're seeing all these horrible things happening to people and it's almost like I shouldn't feel bad because it's not happening to me but then you Well you that do. and
1: it's like if I'm feeling badly about this thing then or I'm um speaking on this thing and I'm not speaking equally about this thing yeah then I'm a bad person right but what is so, and I think social media has driven this. Yes. It is like um, inspired, like performative activism. Yes. In a way where it's like, if you're not actively speaking about everything all the time, then you don't care. Yeah. And that's not the case. Um, sometimes it's just that every th- the fucking world is on fire and yep. I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah. What can you do? Right. If you talk about it, it's almost like, uh, was that even enough? Right. You know? And
1: so... What is enough? And who gets to decide what enough is? Yes.
2: And, you know, if you say a comment like, we're so sorry to hear about so-and-so in passing, it feels like maybe it wasn't, you know, you didn't dedicate enough time to it. But God, there is not enough time in the world to dedicate to half the things that are happening.
1: So... Because things are happening so rapidly. Like, in the past week, we have lost 13 service members of our military in a horrible attack in Afghanistan. We have had Texas create a horrific law um, regarding what women can and can't do with their bodies. Which is terrible. We have had hurricanes. Massive hurricane. Destroy multiple states. Yep. And among other things, like there's so many things happening. And not to mention
2: that um, hey guys, COVID is coming back with a vengeance right yes. now. It is horrific. I don't know if it's where you guys live, but in a small town where we live. um, Not a lot of people vaccinated. It's coming back in a very big way and mm-hmm. it's scary because it's not even cold and flu season yet. And it's already bigger than it was last cold and flu season. Right. So it's it's a scary thing to see all of this happening in real time and, and not knowing what the future holds.
1: Right. And it's... I was talking to a friend yesterday about how in our own personal lives, like, you're experiencing some really heavy things right now. Yeah. I am experiencing stressful things right now. The world is going through multiple traumatic events where I feel like all of us can simultaneously feel these things, feel the effects of these events. And with us having this platform, there's a responsibility that comes along with it to speak on these things yep. or to acknowledge different groups of people and the things that they're going through as a sign of like solidarity with them. Yep. Um, and it's also like hard To do that not it's not hard to be in support of people or stand in solidarity with people but like um, to feel like what we're doing is enough. Yes. And it's also hard to feel like we have any right to complain or to feel I was saying to a friend like if you have a broken, and we've said this before but if you have a broken arm and I stub my toe we both say ow. Yeah. Your pain that I could probably agree is worse than my pain doesn't mean that mine didn't hurt. Exactly. But I still beat myself up because I said ow in the first place. Yep.
2: Because look at how much more pain this person's in. Yep. It's sad that we do that. But we do. We do that. Yep. All of us do. So we wanted to do this for you guys to show you that it's okay. We understand we're a little bit on Sad Bitch Island with you. Yeah. And just talk about it. And I think it's
1: important for you to check in with yourself. And I think it's important for us to be honest I am and, very
2: proud of how many people yeah. have done it through the Facebook group, have mm-hmm. checked either anonymously, which is fine, or like put themselves out there and just that is incredible.
1: Or created a thread for other people yeah. to like check in with themselves. That's
2: really beautiful. I don't know if you guys understand that. And I, it was something that it took me a long time because I got told that it was attention seeking and. And that I needed to stop doing that. But but putting yourself out there, being vulnerable with your mental health like that, especially to a group of basically strangers, is a really brave thing to do. Right. And the fact that you feel comfortable enough in a community that we've created makes me very proud. So, yeah. um, you know, I and appreciate And you never
1: know, like, when Sierra and I first started the podcast, we didn't think that anyone was going to listen. No. We never, this was a dream, but we yeah. never anticipated this level yeah so whenever we spoke about things we were really just navigating our our
2: own emotions
1: right and we were doing it openly and now we know that our in our journey we essentially were like giving other people ways to articulate what was happening in their own mind and ways to advocate for themselves and like that is so so valuable you never know if what you have to say could be the thing that makes it click for someone else yes it could be a life-changing thing for someone else that for you was hard vulnerable or maybe it was just like a nothing thing that you were just venting about could yeah. be the thing that was life-changing for someone else exactly so thank you guys for doing that in our fandoms page and um, connecting with each other and and creating such a safe space for people to be open it is beautiful yeah
2: it's a really lovely thing to witness
1: and that's why we got on there today and we were on live for like i don't know five minutes yeah and we wanted to see if there was anything specifically you wanted us to talk about because we can obviously like ramble we uh, have proven to do that <laughs> but we wanted to see if there was anything mental health related that you guys wanted us to touch on
2: yeah i'm gonna um, no, the first question we got was, what are your favorite ways to combat Sad Bitch Island?
1: Um, I'm not good at it.
2: I will tell you what mine is. Hmm. Number one, napping. <laughs> it might not be healthy, but it does. Uh, you know, I don't See, know. I can't I do that. Better. Yeah, I know. Number two, trashy reality t- TV shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are those my guilty pleasure mm-hmm. when I'm. There is nothing more than watching just like drunk young people make out with each other Yep. and i'm like i mind numbing it really is because Corey was watching it with me um i binged all of are you the one by the yeah. way so thank you you're welcome because it was beautiful <laughs> and cory watched like he would come in during like season three and four I Do you think. have hulu
1: yes oh you... i've got to six okay you need to watch love island i know I probably will next. Okay,
2: going well, on maternity leave. <laughs> um, but Corey was like, "This is the dumbest show I've ever seen." Like twice mm-hmm. while I was watching it. Season six rolls around, and he's like, "This is so dumb." But he also is not moving from his seat. Yeah. And then he, as we, the night ends, he's like, "Hey, don't watch anymore
1: without me." <laughs> I was like, That's "Season six want. was tough." Yeah. That was like I didn't understand the groupings there.
2: No, it didn't make any sense Mm-mm. to me. I think that they start fucking with people i'll be honest um because i think some of those
1: pairings i didn't would have never thought no yeah i don't i don't agree um
2: but anyways yeah so that's what i enjoy doing um just find something that you love that you can kind of like shut your mind off for me on sad bitch island the way that my mind works is really against me so Mm -hmm. like if i can find something to focus on that's also not like heavy uh it's really kind of nice
1: I don't have a lot of options. Um, I also don't realize. Like I see some people saying that, like they feel themselves sailing off to Sadbitch Island, yeah. like they're on their way. I never realize it until I'm there, and I'm like, yeah. when the
2: fuck did I get on this beach? <laughs> yeah, how am I here right now? Yeah, that's um, how it used to be. The the more you get there, the you'll catch on to the cues.
1: I I just I think I'm so distracted that yeah. I don't realize it. Um, I know one thing that I do for myself is I try to go on a walk a day, like yeah. I try to go on one to two walks a day. um it's not necessarily relaxing because I do have my kids with me, and sometimes Ollie <laughs> doesn't want to ride in the wagon, and so it's like stressful, yeah, um,
2: it's at least getting out of the house yes, I'm
1: trying to get out of the house um but I just re- one thing that always helps me is I listen to um like folk playlists, oh. uh, essentially, if it's music that you would hear in a movie, if someone woke up in a cabin and then like walked outside with a warm cup of coffee Ooh. and like a robe, I love those vibes. That, but like music, yeah, that's the kind of music I'll listen to. And the other day, Ollie and I were painting, and so I watercolor painting apparently is a calming thing for me yeah
2: any kind of outlet we can't tell you specifically what to do because it's going to be different for anybody but here's the problem when you're on savage island um you've biggest way that i know i'm sailing there is when i start to feel a loss of passion for things Mm -hmm. that i used to like i just don't care to do them anymore i don't want to and like so when i start feeling those i cling on to the one i like hyper focus on the one thing that is bringing me joy and it's usually trashy reality shows. Yeah. But it could be anything. Whatever it is for you, um, even if it seems like it's not productive, because I beat myself up all the time when I watch like, TV a lot, when I binge mm-hmm. it, because I'm like, Sierra, you could have been doing this, this, this. Don't let yourself do that. Do not let your mind do that. Tell yourself this is your medicine. Mm-hmm. And... Just focus on whatever is giving you any kind of serotonin or dopamine in your body. Yeah, like moment. if you
1: injured your leg and you had to do some kind of physical therapy, yeah. you wouldn't look at your physical therapy as a waste of time. Exactly. You would think of it as a way to get your leg better.
2: Yes, even though so. it's taking like hours out of your day. Right. Yeah.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. I am obsessed
0: with Clothes.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing newly with our audience because newly in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns. And professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like. Or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, I, I don't think that's for me. But there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it. Newly is a
2: great value at $98 a month for any six dials. But right now, you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up
1: with the code. Tangents twenty. Just go to n u u l y dot com. That's newly with two u's, and enter the code Tangents twenty and sign up to get twenty dollars off your first month.
2: That's n u u l y dot com.
1: Newly with two u's with code Tangents twenty. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
0: Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential with Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format There's.
2: okay next question let's see um mom guilt and the anxiety and depression that comes with it Ooh, that's a big one
1: i was just talking to shane about mom guilt yesterday mom guilt's bad because i realize that when i say yes to things mm-hmm. i am also saying no to something yes so i had a couple inquire with me for like next weekend. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Hey, my photographer might not be able to make it from Utah. Are you by chance free?" I am free. Um, but I had already planned to do a garage sale with my sister yep. to um be with my family. It was an open weekend which normally I do not have when it comes to fall.
2: Right, this time of year.
1: So I looked at Shane and I'm like Shane, I don't know what to do. They're mm-hmm. going to be out of photographer, like that's terrible. I do have it free. That means I should do it, and that's something that Barbara always talked to me about. Is like just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. And, um, me saying no to the couple isn't me being a bad person. It's me saying yes to family time. Yes. It's me setting a healthy boundary for myself when it comes to work. And I've never thought about it that way before. I yeah. always thought that like I am supposed to give all help of myself to everyone else, yeah. and fuck me and, and my family right. essentially. Like it was always, it doesn't matter what I want, I have to help other That's people. What I need to do, right? But unfortunately. My family is now almost like collateral damage with that. Where yes. like I... My kids are just like, Oh, you get me during the week. It doesn't... You're not going to miss me on a weekend. But right. like they will get a different version of me. Yes. And they will get a better version of me during the week and if I have a to, free weekend.
2: Yeah. And you'll get to be with you as a collective. Yes. I, I know Shane. there's not a lot of time that you guys all get together. Right. So yeah, that is very important. It's difficult, I think, with with things like... It's mom guilt is so easy to come by because here's the thing, no matter how many books you read, no matter how many, you know, um, experts and specialists and everything there are, nobody knows the right way to parent. Nobody knows the right, nobody knows what we're doing. Right. We're all just doing it. And there is no right way to parent because you have to parent for yourself and your style and your child and everything is different. So, Making those decisions and having them rely 100% on you as the person who has to make them is going to bring shame and guilt because no matter what decision you make, there's always going to be that question in the back of, was that the right decision to make? So I think giving yourself a little bit of grace when it comes to that, understanding that you're making the best decision for yourself and your child. But do you do that that moment? Do I? Yeah. (laughs) i was gonna say this is we're talking about us here. i'm giving advice that i'm not going no but i really have been trying yeah
1: i really really have been um well i started crying because i realized that like if i'm beating myself up as a mom yeah that means that i must not be happy with who my children are Uh because you know what i mean yeah if i'm saying like i'm not doing enough okay what is my child doing that's telling me that what i'm doing isn't good enough right because that's that's where my benchmark is. If I can look at my child and say that he is healthy, he is communicative, he is happy, he is safe, he is loved. Then what am I doing wrong then?
2: Yeah. Well, that's what I try to do. I try to look at the good th- because there's a lot of things that yeah. I have mom guilt about that I did when I was younger specifically like uh, the amount of screen time that he had and so he's a little bit addicted to it now and by a little i mean a lot mm-hmm. he also has adhd i have to remember that he hyper focuses that is a part of his adhd yeah so the fact that that hyper focus because he'll hyper focus on reading too it's not yeah. just video games but when he is hyper focusing on something it's like all he wants to do um so that makes me feel a little guilty like that i did that to him in a way but knowing what I know now is helping me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then also just like seeing the good things that he does as a human being, the way he speaks to people, the way that he treats other people. Um, we were walking out of a restaurant today and I started having a Braxton Hicks contraction. And I had to stop. He put his arm around me and started rubbing Aww. my belly. i was like, are you OK? Are you OK? The other day, Corey dropped a, <laughs> something in the bathroom that I had. I think it was like my straightener or something, and it fell and smacked him right in the on the <laughs> pinky. So he screamed, and I yelled down, "Are you okay?" And he didn't say anything because you know when you're really mad, you're like, yep. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. "So he didn't say anything." And Noah ran downstairs to go oh. make sure he was okay, and like things like that. I'm yeah. like, okay, so maybe I didn't do everything great, but I right. did some things. Yeah. So I don't know, I
1: think that helps me a lot. And I think it's about like retraining your brain, like yeah. and that's I realized that I wasn't doing that all the time. Yeah, and that I need to I need to refocus.
2: Now I have a lot more mom guilt with this baby. Why? Well, just cuz I'm not I even here yet. That's why. It's just like cuz I can't for sure tell that she's 100% okay. Yeah. And right now she is focused like nobody else is doing anything for her but mm-hmm. me. So like if something were to happen, I know this isn't true, but in my mind, if something were to happen, it's like, oh, it's on me. Yep. I am her safe place right now, yep. and I'm the only one that can provide anything for mm-hmm. her. So like that i guess it's not depression it's more i get like mom anxiety right now with the fact that i'm like almost to the finish line but like we're not there yet do you think that that stems from your miscarriage oh yeah and what happened with noah where he tried to come early and like everything was fine with him but um you know, I just feel like I didn't. Now that I know certain things through like child psychology courses I've taken, I did not have a really good pregnancy and a way to set him up, like yeah, for life. Just because I lived in a poverty like a poverty situation more so than I do now, mm-hmm. um, I didn't have access to like really healthy foods and vitamins and all these things. I was stressed all the time, and I know now that those affect their moods. So right. like. It's probably why he has anxiety. (laughs) But like, you know.
1: Yeah, because it couldn't have been genetic.
2: Well, it probably is genetic too, but that feels like my fault. I don't know. Pregnancy is I think that's like I never realized how like mom guilty I feel like it's the most Mm -hmm. when I'm pregnant. And probably right after. Just I still
1: feel it from my losses. Yeah. Like I feel guilty. I feel guilty that they're not here. Yep. And then I feel guilty for feeling guilty that they're not here. Why? Well, I told Because you, then my kids wouldn't be here.
2: I told you the other day I just had... It was the beginning of August, but we passed yeah. the due date for my first p- pregnancy um, with Corey. And that was like a really hard day because, number one, I was thinking like, you know, this is sad. I should be having a baby right now or I should have already had a baby. Um, but also should i be sad because this thing in my belly wouldn't be right. here if i did have that baby and right. i already love her so much right that it's hard to even think that way mm-hmm. so we um
1: the anniversary of my surgery uh for jonah was in Jan- uh, july and i saw
2: the pictures of us when we went right after your surgery mm-hmm. so i knew that
1: yeah, because well, we went hiking yep. right after. I have a scar on my leg <laughs> yep. from that day. Yep. Um, and it's still very, very hard for me. Like, I, I see a picture of a kid with Down syndrome and I just cry. Yep. I cry because I think like, why couldn't that be me? Why couldn't he be here? Like, why didn't he make it? Like, that's not fair. Right. Because so many do. Yeah. Um, but then I have to check myself. Like. If he did, yeah, my life would be so different, yep. and Ollie wouldn't be here, Forrest wouldn't be here. Like I don't know what would have happened, and like I, I think about life like dominoes, not the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the, I know you said
2: it in my stomach, I was like, "Oh, I'm
1: hungry." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the
2: the game, the tiles.
1: Yeah, um, but I think about it like a bunch of dominoes stacked up, and my domino knocked into you know like losing jonah was a shift and it knocked a bunch of uh, it was a chain reaction of a bunch of other things and like how many people like i think about jonah and how jonah led to photography and while i was at that photography workshop people told me i should have a podcast and like there was all of these things that happened that ripple effect to now me. Having you and having like this relationship with you, and us yep. having this relationship with all of these people, like, yeah, his domino, the ripple effect that he had on other people's lives, like, it, that has so much meaning. But, like, inside me, the guilt of I couldn't keep him safe, or, I right. did something wrong, but like, I didn't. But, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's hard. just
2: hard to, yeah, yeah. So, basically, we don't know. <laughs>
1: It's just a constant battle and it never goes away. And that's why I have wine.
2: It will never go away. I really don't think it ever will. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But I like to think that, yeah, kind of like, I hate to be cliche, but like things happen for a reason and you just have to like roll with the punches kind of. And I think it's also, I think
1: it's also beneficial that like our mindsets are kind of shifting from what am I doing wrong to what am I doing right? Yes. Or what am I doing well? Or, you know, celebrating who they are instead of beating ourselves up for who we're not. And
2: if you make a mistake, cuz we all do, like I said I've I'm caught myself making multiple mistakes, that just catch it and change it. Like that's yeah. all we can do is try to grow and be better people. I'm a much better mother to Noah now that I w- than I was in the beginning. And I feel bad that I'm I know I'm going to mother this baby better than I did Noah. Yeah. Because I know more and I'm right. older, I have more resources. I just know that i'm gonna do a better job however i don't beat myself up because something that happened there made noah who he is right and he's wonderful and he's wonderful right and we have a close bond and i love that (laughs) um someone said can you talk about the last time you were truly happy versus just feeling content
1: Hmm. or no (laughs) the last time i was oh yeah, (laughs) yeah i can okay um so we went to Michigan mm-hmm. last weekend. Oh, That's yeah. you, Sierra, and I recorded um, two podcast episodes like early. Normally, we we record on Fridays, but we recorded like last Wednesday mm-hmm. or something um, because we went to Michigan. I shot a wedding there. We were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Came home Sunday. Um, and it was the first time the four of us were going to have a family vacation it was the first time we were having a family vacation period because like we had taken ollie to the beach but it was with shane's entire family right um at a beach house so like it wasn't just us as a family unit
2: yeah and then goodness forrest was born during covid so right Right. it was like where are you gonna go (laughs) 100 yeah
1: so we looked at how we looked at where the wedding was going to be in Michigan and it was like a three hour drive. It's right outside Toledo, essentially right across the border. Um, and I thought that's not too far for us to take the kids. So I found this place to stay and it was in Luna pier and we were on the lake. It came with a golf cart. We walked in and there was the owner met us there and she showed us around the house and everything. Um, Mostly because she wanted to warn us that no one wanted us there. (laughs) There were signs (laughs) all around the cove that we were at that said um, something cove. I forget where we were against Airbnb. They like (gasps) did not want Airbnb people there. I know because they associate Airbnb with like, bachelorette parties. parties and they were yeah. like this is a quiet yes. place. So we it was priced decently and right. I thought it was in they said they do that because they want to make sure they keep out the riffraff. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Understandable. So anyway, we walk in, she leaves and there's a little there's a chalkboard wall, there's like a whole little play area. Oh. She had toys there for the boys um so and I'm staring out at the lake. And my kids are on the floor and they are playing together. They're, they're crawling and chasing each other around the couch. And I just started crying. Yeah. Um, Growing up. I didn't have my entire family on vacations very often. My dad worked um, at the park in town. He was the assistant park director and like the peak season for the park is the summertime. And so he didn't get to come on family vacations with us. And, family vacations were not always fun and so like to have that moment where my kids were laughing and chasing each other around and it was peaceful and we were just together Mm -hmm. and present like that was i was truly happy
2: yeah oh i love that i just cried a lot that's beautiful like,
1: are you okay i'm like no no absolutely not i'm (laughs) not okay at all let
2: me have this yeah (laughs) that's really nice Mine is the, kind of the same. Was yeah. when we, I was on vacation. I wish without Corey. Oh, <laughs> I, I wish Corey would have been there. Yeah. that's that's hard for me. But um, there was a moment. I did go on vacations a lot with my yeah. family, and but it was like a collective, like my whole family went. We would go with my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, right. my grandparents. My mom was a single mom back then, so she brought us two kids, but because she was a single mom, it was kind of like a tribe raising us or like like a... I always think of elephants how there's like <laughs> yeah. matriarchal mm-hmm. you know figures yeah and they kind of all take care of the kids that's mm-hmm. what it was like so like we would stay some with my aunt and she would take us out into the ocean or we would stay with my grandma and you know so we did that me and my mom and my sister went which i think I would have loved to have Corey there, but I just know that we're going to have so many family vacations. Yeah, like I'm looking forward to what you just described, but I'm also happy that I got one last time because I told my mom and my sister, like that was a big thing for us. We were so obsessed with how we grew up in our childhood. We kept trying to do that. So we would go when we could every couple of years, the three of us. And then sometimes I'm like getting emotional. I know.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm getting emotional thinking about like you and Corey and Noah and your baby like yeah. being on a vacation because like you never went no on a vacation with your parents no like and no. you're going to be able to be there as a family unit and like the second that you are standing there hugging Corey and yeah. you're seeing your children yes. like that's what see so i want I'm, you to record it i, <laughs> I want to I see will. you cry I will.
2: <laughs> but like so that's the moment i'm looking forward to however it was a nice goodbye to a moment that I'm going to get emotional. Mm. It was a nice goodbye. To a moment that I've had my whole life. Which is like the single mom and like sisters. Helping raise the kids. And it was really just a nice. I don't know. It was beautiful. We were all on the ocean. And there was a point where my sister. She's got really long arms. And she's very She's going to be very mad that I said that. But she's not an exclusive member. So, <laughs> I can't. so fuck her.
1: <laughs>
2: but. Uh, she's much taller than all of us, so she had Noah because when the big waves came, you know, she yeah. she threw him up, and I it just r- looks like my aunt Laurie, who by the way, if you have listened before, she's the one that passed away. It was very much like uh seeing into the past, but like, yeah. but it was also knowing that that was going to be the last time. It it wasn't a sad thing for me though; it was a beautiful like end of an era yeah kind of thing because yep. it's like i'm growing up i'm moving on from the single mom life yeah and gaining something beautiful out of it yeah so yeah. i
1: love that Thanks. thank so you for nice. asking that question that was really nice yeah i didn't know where i was gonna go with that but yeah i think it's important to think about times like that or to um mark them down document them in some yes. kind of way i uh it was so lovely go- being on that golf cart and Ollie like wanted to drive it all the time. Because mm-hmm. we, where we were at, this, it would have been your nightmare. The backyard, it was like a 10-foot drop off to the <gasps> lake. It was like a seawall. No! So it was beautiful to sit out there. <laughs> yes. But like, if, if I have toddlers. Yes. <laughs> so it was a nightmare. So scary. We could not go out there. Yeah. But we were on the beach, all fine and dandy. They fucking have... Sand flies, they bite and they hurt. So we could not be out there for very long. Yep. So it was like all well and good until the flies fucking bit us. (laughs) Oh yeah, no. Wait, 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 wait. time out. Oh yeah. Let's check and see if we have any spots.
0: Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a Lifetime Membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod50 to get 50% off your Lifetime Membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod50 for 50% off. Um, how do you manage
2: intrus- intrusive thoughts?
0: Not well, I'll Not tell you. Not well.
1: Um, okay, so... That was one of the biggest things that Barbara and I focused on when I first went to therapy was figuring out what were my intrusive, distorted thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's the thing. Sometimes they are mean to me and other times they're just fucking weird. And I'm like, get out of my brain. You know when I have intrusive thoughts is when sometimes when I'm having sex. Oh my God, same. (laughs) I'm like, get out. Out of here, yeah. Uh, like, yeah,
2: <laughs> it's Same. uncomfortable. I don't think do men f- get that? Maybe guaranteed, some, but no. definitely not mine. I guarantee you no, because <laughs> he's in the zone. One time, I ruined sex. You did, <laughs> and Corey told me I did, but we finished, so it was fine. But one of my intrusive thoughts was I had just got out of the shower, mm-hmm. and so my hair was all wet and kind of gross, and so I just was. He was like. In the mood, so I yep. just pulled it back to a
1: low pony. <laughs> I'm George Washington. I'm George and Washington.
2: Midway through me being on top, I said, because I couldn't, it was so intrusive yes. that if I didn't say it, I was going to think about it the entire time we yep. had sex. I looked him straight in the eye and said, Do I look like a founding father? <laughs> <laughs>
1: And he was like, get off of me. <laughs> and and you're he, like, So, yes. He literally goes, Why
2: the fuck would you say that right now? <laughs> and I was like, Because if I didn't get it out, I. Do you don't know me at all. You were going to finish, and I was going to be here, <laughs> George Washingtoning myself. <laughs> and I was going to be signing the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> uh. So he's like no you look beautiful and I was like thank you we can continue now (laughs) he's like I don't want it anymore no he didn't he said I ruined the mood he got Um. back he got back in the group (laughs) I had Uh, to help but I was like I'm really sorry but then the entire rest of the time guess what I didn't finish I know that's my problem because my intrusive thought the rest of the time was good job fucking ruining it (laughs) by saying the Alexander Hamilton thing
1: oh i'm that way too I, I, I talked about the 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 plastic bag thing oh yeah so like I will think about that yep. And I will just think, like, he's staring at it, he's staring at it. He he can't see his own dick past your paper bag there. So so he's really enjoying himself, you nasty, nasty.
2: Corey told me, he's like, why can't we ever have the light on, like, when I'm from behind? <laughs> and I'm like, 100%, because in my mind, all I'm wondering is if you're staring at my hairy bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, if sorry. if hair on it, I don't know. I can't reach back there anymore. <laughs> It's very scary. Well, everybody gets hair on their bow. <laughs> yeah. So if you say that you don't... No, I know, you know that I do. To? Who are you lying to? I know that I do, My but I have just... friends that would
1: be like, I've never, and I'm like... <laughs> okay. Stop okay. lying. <laughs> um, how do I deal with intrusive thoughts? I say, get out, you.
2: <laughs> I
1: have to say them out loud, apparently, in rude moments. <laughs> Sometimes I have to say them out loud, but other times I have to like challenge them well my therapist told me what i should do is
2: uh, when they come in immediately write them down and then immediately write out like a different mm. way yeah. to to redirect it so if i was thinking like do i look like a father right no, now?" no i don't yeah that's it just answer it and yeah. then that's it and do it every single time yeah. because it'll start to become a habit and you'll have like two voices in your mind one challenging the one that's being The weird one.
1: (laughs) I had an intrusive thought today that was like no one actually enjoys being your friend because they think that you only want to talk about yourself and that you are not supportive of them. Yeah. And um people are gonna get really tired of you. So like that's something I have to challenge. I I have to challenge them. My intrusive thoughts are mean. Yeah. And I anytime there is like a, a disagreement or um a, a s- space with yeah. someone. I always feel like it's validating my intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts. And so it gets harder and harder to battle them. That's why I was my most successful, my most healthy version when I was going to therapy once a week. Yeah. But I was seeing so much progress that I would go back every week and be like, I have Barbara, to talk about. Yes. I yeah. didn't have anything to say. And it's because I was being validated so frequently and I was practicing validating myself yes. so often that I wasn't getting into those holes. Yep. But now I went from weekly to bi-weekly to monthly and um. now I'm fucking struggling. Yeah. Yep. So I might have to tell Barbara we might have to.
2: Let's up these a little yeah. bit.
1: Yeah. I'll talk to her on Tuesday. Oh, God there is so much to catch up on, <laughs>
2: I have so much to tell so much. you, and also let's schedule one next week, <laughs> yeah um this says how did you feel after stopping birth control because it's been a bit rough um it was awful. I don't know uh what birth control you're on, but it was I a hard transition you for you. is that what you're saying? yeah, it was t- I had the marina, so if you're on a hormonal birth control, just understand it is gonna be rocky because those shifts in your hormones happens so fast you're going to have a crash like the Mirena I had a, a Mirena crash and my like all of my hormones went absolutely fucking bonkers mm-hmm. for like three months and then it mellowed itself out but I know there are supplements you can take there's um Alani new balance supplements that new I balance or shoes new ba- <laughs> <laughs> Alani new oh, okay. and then balance is what they're called got it I took those and I drank a tea that was supposed to help. I can't remember what the tea is called, but there are like supplements, I guess that you can take that can kind of help with hormone imbalances, but it is going to be a a rough month or two. It gets better. I promise your hormones will level themselves out.
1: I knew when I first got on birth control, um, I didn't want to get on birth control. I wasn't like I had had sex before, but I wasn't like having sex a lot because I knew that my um, boyfriend at the time was toxic <laughs> <laughs> and I had headaches all the time Yep, um, or I faked them because I did not want to have sex with him. Um,
2: <laughs> Which you shouldn't have to do. Men should just be able to take a no. I
1: Well, I don't know how to say no. I it know. wasn't that I Especially
2: could... when we were younger. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that was a big thing. People would be like, just say no. And I'm like, I can't.
1: I'm not allowed to do that. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't having sex, but I had had sex. And because I was going to college, my mom was like, you should probably just like get on it. So I, but I also had horrible, horrible periods. Yeah. My cramps were just crippling. Um, so when I first got on birth control, i had never experienced what i thought was depression Mm. but i got on that birth control and oh my gosh yeah was i hit with a wave of hormones that that i could not regulate and like my weight was all over the place um my mood was really bad i was so sad i was withdrawn um and I wouldn't consider myself someone who experiences I, I probably experience like seasonal depression. Yeah. But like, I don't think that I'm someone who experiences like clinical depression. Yeah. Um. But on that birth control, I was like, Mom, I have to get off of this. Yep. Like, this is bad, whatever this is. And so I switched. And the one that I gone after that. Definitely, I felt way more regulated. My weight was different. Um, My emotions were more manageable. And I was on that until I got married. So I was on that for um, like seven years. Oh, wow. And um, I got off of it and didn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel like it was much of a difference at all. So like my experience getting off birth control, my experience getting on was terrible. Yeah. Because when I had Ollie and then I took birth control after that i noticed the exact same feeling i did the first time yep and i told shane like i'm not fucking taking this yeah because i'm not going to go on my hormones were regulated just fine before and he was like fine but you're gonna get pregnant (laughs) and you did and i did
2: (laughs) so the way it goes yeah
1: but i'm not on it now
2: yeah i don't want to be on it again i don't know what i'm going to do
1: shane has a vasectomy so i'm fine yeah
2: I don't, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, oh, by the way, someone said, Jerry, just because Sierra is getting more compliments, wanted to make sure you know you're pretty, too.
1: Oh, I don't <laughs> care about that. I was just saying you needed to focus.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, this person says, ooh.
1: But thank you. I guess that was rude of yeah. me. Thanks.
2: <laughs> this person says, I'm really struggling with imposter syndrome at work. I don't feel like I'm good enough to do my job. And I feel like I fooled them into hiring me. And I feel useless. P- Please help Number one, you're not an imposter. If yeah. you got the job, you got it for a reason. I will tell yeah. you something about managers. Um, They don't hire people for pity. Yeah, They don't hire people because they don't know what they're doing. Like, you are worthy because they hired you. Right. So just understand that.
1: You said that to me in the first episode that we did on impos- imposter syndrome. You were like, you think you tricked all these people into thinking you were capable? Yeah there's no way you're not that, offense. You're, you're, not not that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that You're tricky i don't think imposter syndrome ever goes away and i think that just comes from self-worth it and is. i think it comes from society telling us that we're not allowed to celebrate ourselves or that's because conceited so narcissism. like yeah it's yeah, it's hard it's, and i think narcissism has been like such a buzzword as yeah. of lately and i think that I'd eventually like to talk about it because yeah. I think it's gotten such a bad rap. There is negative things, but there's sure. negative things with every yeah disorder. Like, yeah, and um, is it a personality disorder? I think so. I think so. NPD ner- narcissistic personality yeah. disorder. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's negatives with everything. Yeah. But I think that like there
2: are like there are people who are not bad people who right. are narcissists right and, and i so think that that like needs such a to negative be negative stigma on that
1: right but that, i think society tells us yes tells you us you can't
2: love yourself more than you love other people or you're a bad person
1: right and why and you're also not good enough
2: (laughs) yeah yeah but also let me it's it's almost like a form of jealousy where it's like i see you being successful let me take you down a peg Mm because you can't be too successful you can't feel too good because then you might get farther yeah (laughs) because then you might get farther
1: than me right and i don't want that right which is weird that's a weird thing to like i don't want you to get cocky but like There's a difference between cockiness and confidence and yeah. like you're allowed to be confident. Yeah. You're allowed to be self assured. You're allowed to know you're good feel enough. good enough. And like who gets to decide what that is? Yep. Like we're all just fucking making it up as we go yes. along.
0: Yes.
2: Literally all of us. Mm-hmm. Your your manager boss, whoever hired you, probably has those same feelings sometimes.
1: I want manager boss to be my title someday. <laughs> it already Hi, is Hi Jerry Manager Boss, nice to meet you. You're manager boss of this podcast. <laughs> I yourself, love that. 100%. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh,
2: what's the hardest mental health issue with either yourself or your loved
1: one that you've overcome? Um, I think that identifying that I actually had a mental health disorder mm-hmm. was the hardest thing that I've had to overcome. But also understand because... Kind of like how people have internalized misogyny or internalized homophobia. I had internalized. I don't know what the phobia would be, but about mental health disorders. Yeah. Excuse me. I know my throat (laughs) almost did that too. But I didn't want to have a mental health disorder because in my head that meant I was weak. That I was broken. That I wasn't strong. Um, well,
2: because that's what we were told our whole lives. Right, it's like, you
1: can beat this if you just try hard enough. Right,
2: Sierra, you're not
1: depressed. Oh, you just need to get out there and exercise. And if a little you bit. feel it, don't you fucking dare let anyone else know. Yeah, because they're gonna need- use it, and you don't want them to think you're weak, do you? Yeah. And it's like
2: that. That is difficult to overcome. Just the fact of getting validated enough to be like, yeah, you do have this. Mm-hmm. Is and it's not a bad thing. Right. It's just a new thing. Right. But now you have to learn to. It's almost just like you're still allowed to drive your car, Mm -hmm. but now there's obstacles in the way. But we're going to teach you how to drive through those obstacles. Yeah. And that's an important thing to learn. But getting to the point where you can get through those obstacles, where you have the ability to have someone teach you or medication that can help you. Yeah. Like that is hard to get to because I feel like a lot of us almost have imposter syndrome. I know I do with like like I I'm almost 100% certain. I am 100% sure, certain that I have ADHD. Yeah. Everybody who has come in contact with me tells me they know I have it. Right. And I know that that's probably where my anxiety and depression has stemmed When you have from. a
1: lot of experience with Noah's diagnosis, that's, it's not that's like why you're...
2: I'm just like guessing that I have it because yes. sometimes I can't focus. No, like I've seen it manifest in my son. Um, his you dad, go to therapy with him yes. so you
1: hear yes. his therapist talk about it with him yep and yeah
2: his dad has it his dad is diagnosed and on medicine and we have a lot of the same qualities like that right his he knows has stemmed from you yeah we have the same things that made you get your diagnosis so like I'm certain however because I don't have it written down on paper when I say it aloud or when I make an excuse it's like oh yeah that's ADHD related I feel like I don't even think it, when I get diagnosed that I'll feel comfortable saying it. I still don't yes because I'm like people are gonna think I'm just using that as uh-huh. like a that's why that person who sent that comment made me so upset because it it's somebody who's saying like basically you're using this mental illness as like a, a funny way to be relatable. Ha ha, don't we all have a ADHD? I thought
1: my whole life to not have yes! a mental illness. Yes, I never ever wanted Nobody to wants this. fall into that category because I was told that it was weakness. Yeah. I was told that it meant that something was wrong with me. When you hear illness, you think that sick, yeah. there's something wrong with you, it needs to be fixed. And I didn't want to have to be fixed. Yeah. And when I was sick, like regular, like throw up sick, I was told to hide it because people were counting on me. Yep. And... Uh, if I missed school and I missed basketball practice, then my team would be let down. Yep. So work through it. Are you really, I've, you need to go puke in the hallway and then come back. Mm-hmm. You need to rally. And so like I learned that illness was bad. Yeah. Sickness was bad. Hide I need that. to Suppress hide it. That. Yes. Because if people know Then they're counting on me. They're going to think I failed them, and I didn't want to fail someone by having a mental illness, and that's not what it is. And so it's taken a lot of courage to claim it and say, "Yes, I have these things, and it's okay, and it's so helpful." Be a hard
2: road to Mm -hmm. learn, but it'd be even harder if I didn't didn't acknowledge it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you're given tools in that um, validation and in that diagnosis. And those tools now, you're like, okay, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can build with this to make our lives easier. However, it feels like I'm not allowed to have those tools because I... I'm a faker? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm doing this for attention.
1: If I have a mental illness. Right. Which If... if, No, I do. I do. And I'm allowed to say that I do. And I'm allowed to advocate for myself and and give others um, tools to advocate for themselves. Which reminds me, this week I is it's I'm in busy season Mm -hmm. and it's busy season for us with the podcast, but I'm also in busy season for photography. And, um, I have been feeling really overwhelmed. And when I'm overwhelmed, I just shut down. That's why I told you I have a hundred unread text messages. Yeah. You just, I've never had that many unread text messages in my fucking life. Yeah. But I am so overwhelmed that I can't even look at my phone. Yep. So, I woke up the other day and I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before where when I have a lot to do, it all feels like it's floating above my head and I don't know. It's like I need to fit all of this stuff into a funnel, yep. but I don't know how to get it. It's all coming in at once. So nothing's actually coming yep. through. It's all just like stuck at the top. Yep. But I don't know which one needs to go first oh, that's, in order
2: to help. Yeah. That's why I don't like cleaning.
1: (laughs) That's how I feel when I look at my house. What I did was I started each day Mm -hmm. when I had the time, when I was like done making breakfast and stuff and when the kids were all settled. But I sat down at the table. I made this my first thing. Sat down at the table and I did a brain dump. Everything that was floating above my head that I needed to do, I wrote wrote down. down. And so it was like chaotically written on a piece of paper but some of them were time sensitive. Like we had a call with someone at 1130 yep. the other day. So I knew, okay, at 1130, this okay, has to happen. Yep. What can I do before 1130? Yep. That is doable with the kid's schedule. Yep. And what can I fit after 1130? Yeah. That's doable with the kid's schedule. And so I started picking pieces from that brain dump. Yep. And I organized it and it was so much more fucking manageable. Yep.
2: That again, Noah's, um therapist has told me with his adhd that i can't tell him things like go in and clean your room yes. because he will he will stand he's not even watching tv he'll go and stand in his room and just stare at it for like an hour and then i'll walk up and be like what have you done he's like oh i i took some trash out but it looks chaotic still yep. and i it used to frustrate the shit out of me and i would get so annoyed like what i tell you to go clean like go clean but he's In his mind, there's so much and it's so overwhelming. So when I brought it up to his therapist, she's like, try writing down small tasks, putting it on a piece of paper and having him cross it off. So instead of go clean your room, it's, hey, can you go take all the trash out of your room? And then will you fold your clothes for me Mm -hmm. and throw your old clothes in a hamper? Write every single thing down. Now it's hard for me because now I have to micromanage.
1: Well, and that was the hard thing for me, too, because with my to-do list that I would normally try to create I would just be like okay this is all the stuff that needs done today instead of like organizing it in the way that I did yeah yeah because normally I would be like okay I need to do this and it doesn't matter if I do it in this order Mm -hmm. as long as I get it done but what I would do is I would bounce between tasks and then I would never fully finish one yep so I told myself okay so like the other day um I had Forest doctor's appointment at 10 but i also needed to pay bills and i needed to do something for pua and i needed to do um a couple other things mm-hmm. and so i was like okay so i will pay my bills and answer pua and then i'll get ready for the doctor's appointment but in between that i had a little bit of extra time and i was like hmm, what else could i do here not a fucking thing jerry yeah don't you do this out of order yep. and i made myself follow it in order and it was the most this has been the most successful week I've had. Yay! Good. Thanks.
2: That's very exciting.
1: Highly suggest. Yeah.
2: I, well, I'm trying <laughs> to do that with tasks for the baby room. Yeah. But but the hardest part for me is the is the man, like managing it. Yep. That's hard to get started. I think once I get the hang of it. So now what I do when I do like Noah's room with him, I have him sit down with me. We talk through the task together, and I have him write it out because yeah. I want him to grow and like get those skills and eventually not need me to tell him what to do. When I say, Hey, you need to have your room cleaned. He can sit down. He can make the list. He can do it. And it's really I think that would be a cool thing
1: to walk into and be like, okay, no, we're going to clean your room. Let's make a list. Can you write down the things that you think need done? Yeah. It's really
2: nice because maybe he doesn't think in the order that I do that, that, you know, so uh, it, it has been helpful having him do it. If we don't know if we have ADHD already, I don't remember what that fucking question
1: was. Me neither. Oh, I think it was what was the hardest thing you had to overcome? Oh, okay, <laughs> with mental illness. <laughs> uh, so acknowledging sorry. we had it, yes. <laughs> allowing ourselves to claim it,
2: yes. Speaking of the next one, can you guys please talk about how you went about getting diagnosed with ADHD for those of us who are scared too? Um, you had to see a doctor. I asked. Yeah, see a doctor. Or a psychologist or Mm -hmm. a therapist or something, someone who is qualified. Um, If you go to a regular doctor, like your primary care physician, they usually have like a sheet that, like how we got Noah diagnosed um, was they gave us a sheet with a bunch of questions for us to answer. And then we got a sheet for his teachers to answer. And then they put those together um, and we got his diagnosis that way. We also got recommended he was going to a therapist full time mm-hmm. at that point and she recommended him. She believed he was either on the autism spectrum or had ADHD. A lot of times those mirror each other in yeah. symptoms. So um
1: he makes entirely too much eye contact.
2: That's well he didn't when he was younger. I don't really? know if you remember that. I actually the reason why we started taking him was my boss had a has a daughter who was autistic. And I went to a work Christmas party thing. Yeah. Like you could bring your kids and they had Santa and everybody was trying to talk to him. Now I know it's just when he's shy with new people. Like for you, he never had that problem. Right. Because he's known you his whole life. Right. But for new people, he wouldn't, especially when he was younger. And uh, he was, he like, um, my boss pulled me over and was like, hey, I'm not trying to be like anything I just did, you notice this because that's how I found out yeah. that my daughter had uh, was on the spectrum, yeah. And I just wanted to bring it to your attention, and I was like, oh, I appreciate it. Um, you know, he is yeah. seeing a therapist that we're figuring that out, and mm. anyways, so then we went to the primary care doctor, and he decided what it that it was ADHD, which that diagnosis makes perfect sense yes. with my son, so um. Especially the more he grows, it's almost like he's growing with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- the only way that you can get diagnosed is through a doctor, unfortunately, or a therapist or a psychologist. So you have to go see someone to get your official diagnosis. And that's really
1: the only way you can do it. Right. Um, and I mentioned before, I'm going to say it again, <laughs> um, is don't be afraid to ask because worst case scenario is they say no and yeah. then you at least have narrowed down your search to figuring out why maybe you're struggling in certain areas or having a hard time with certain things and uh or you do find out that yes you do have this and then you can equip yourself with all the tools that you need to um you know better experience your day to day
2: yeah and and the interesting thing is too if you suspect that you have ADHD and they tell you no A lot of times they could give you other examples of things that you do have, you know, you know, your body and your mind better than they do. And so if something's off, you know, and so it could be something like being on the spectrum. It could be that you have an anxiety disorder that's manifesting in this way Mm -hmm. or depression, things like that. And so just asking about it is the first step. And it even if it's not what you thought it was, it could turn out that you find out what it really is, right? So. And
1: also, I would suggest that like, even if you don't get a diagnosis, there's so many resources online for if you suspect you have something, do not self-diagnose. First of yeah, all, yeah. I obviously, do recommend. not self-diagnose yourself. But if you are thinking that you may have ADHD, for example, if you go online and you look for tools, mm-hmm. resources that help strategies kind of like what we were saying with making lists or breaking down into smaller tasks and you utilize those in your, they're not like exclusive to people who have ADHD or neurotypical people or neurodivergent people. Like they're not exclusive for all, like you can only use these strategies if you have this diagnosis, if you're afraid to ask, but you think it might be a thing and you want to try some of those strategies There's no harm in doing that. If it helps you, it helps you, you know, even if it's not your diagnosis.
2: And the only reason really that you need a diagnosis is number one, to validate yourself. Right. And to be able to say it, because again, that's why I don't fully say that I have it with confidence Mm -hmm. because I'm not officially diagnosed. But also it can help if you need medicine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of times if you're already going to therapy, even if they don't officially diagnose you, they can help give you those tools, even if they don't know that that's like you could just say, hey, I have problems with organizing and things Mm -hmm. like that. And they'll help you through. My therapist was giving me tips for organizing, but she never told me that she thought I had ADHD. But the way that she was helping me are are tips that I've seen for people with ADHD. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, what is some advice you wish you would have received earlier on in life in regards to caring for your mental health? I can say my very first one is do not listen to other people when they try to tell you that you're being that you're fine. <laughs> yeah, that you're fine that you're, or that you're being overdramatic mm-hmm. or that you're lazy. There's likely if you've ever been called lazy. There is a reason why I need people to understand that. Because Not that a reason
1: was, why you were called lazy. A no, reason why a reason you don't why, want to do things.
2: There's a reason why you are quote unquote lazy. Like I don't believe really that laziness is just inherently a thing that people mm-hmm. have. Especially if you have no, you've lost motivation for things that you enjoy. If you were truly lazy, you would still do the things you enjoyed. You just wouldn't want to do anything yeah. else. But when you have like depression or a crippling anxiety disorder or ADHD or a like mood that, disorder
1: in general yeah
2: anything it can manifest itself into looking lazy because you're basically paralyzed like when i was i would be like now i think that it's an ADHD thing not a depression thing mm-hmm. but i would sit there and have so much going on in my mind that i'm like i literally can't do any of this i mm-hmm. would rather just lay here mm-hmm. and People would call me lazy, but at the same time, I'm like, my brain is going a million miles a minute.
1: Right. Like, this can't be, this isn't lazy. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I remember the other day, I was having a panic attack and I was sitting on the couch um, and I had to have like a really heavy blanket on me because I was feeling like floaty. Yeah. And I kept hearing in my head over and over again, get up, yep. get up. Oh my God, I'm like Bo Burnham Row. Get the fuck up. <laughs> yes. I was like, get up, get off of the couch, move, Yeah, do something. And my body would not move.
2: Yeah, literally. I feel, when that happens to me, I literally feel paralyzed.
1: So I could look to someone on the outside like I'm lazy mm-hmm. and just want to lay on the couch when really my I'm screaming yes. at myself to get up yep. and nothing's happening.
2: Yes. So I don't know. I just um, really try to tune out other people because so many people in the world don't understand mental health is this you talking and to younger you yes <laughs> it really is and their ignorance of mental health disorders and mental illnesses um is they should keep that ignorance to <laughs> themselves yeah. but there's nothing you can do except for tune it out cuz people are going to try to be quote unquote helpful in a way uh-huh. and a lot of times
1: Because they mean well. They think that being overly positive and just encouraging you or like. Toxic positivity. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have known about toxic positivity back then. Because I was receiving so much of it. And I thought, wow, these people really love me. And feeding
1: it to yourself.
2: Yeah. And and they did. They thought they were helping. But it was just making it worse.
1: Yeah. I wish I would have known that failure isn't a thing. (gasps) Yeah. Um, Oh, I love that. I was so scared to do things because mm-hmm. i was afraid to fail i yep. don't often do anything unless i think i'm going to be successful at it same. or i don't start something unless the first time i do it i can be the best same
2: and then if you're not you're like wow i suck i'll never everything. do that
1: again yep um <laughs>
2: Which is but so funny I also everything takes practice.
1: I know, and and I can look at other people and think that they're allowed mm-hmm. to try things more than once or to have a growing period and to learn. But I have to be mm-hmm. perfect right out the bat. Um, and I wish that, like, I realized that stopping something doesn't mean I failed. Yeah. And if other people are disappointed either by my performance in something or by my decision to not do something that that is not my responsibility to bear that. Yep. Um, And that I'm not failing anyone. The only person I can quote unquote fail is myself by putting myself in situations that make me uncomfortable. So I wish that I realized a long time ago that failure is not a thing. I'm allowed to start things and stop things whenever I want. And I'm allowed to not be good at things or that good is just whatever you make it. So
2: And then not everything that you put yourself into has to be great. Mm -hmm. You could just do things because you enjoy doing them. Yep. I remember, I I think I've talked about this before, that I was like, I suck at drawing. Why do I ever
1: draw? But like, I liked it. And it didn't have to be good. Yeah. Who cares? It's just something to do with my hands while my mind was running wild. Yes. (laughs) Yeah um it reminds me of that one friends episode where rachel goes running and phoebe wants to go running and she runs like an absolute <laughs> weirdo yes. and rachel's like i can't run with you because you look weird and it's she's like, like I'm well just... i'm having fun yeah i'm so having a good time go ahead and run like <laughs> a lame person i'm gonna go have fun
2: yes um this one says with both of this is probably more so for you but with both of you working from home um, how do you separate work from your home life?
1: I don't. Yeah, it's very hard. It's bad.
2: It's very hard.
1: It's. I was just telling Shane yesterday that, because um, I was driving home from a session, and Shane was like, oh, I had so much fun with the kids. Ollie was so excited. And I know that when Shane gets home, the kids are like, His Daddy's yeah. here! And they are so excited to spend like that hour, two to three hours with him before bedtime. Mm-hmm. And it's like a special bonding time that I don't ever get because I don't leave and come home. Like if I leave and come home, they're normally asleep and I don't see them till the next day. Yeah. So I get jealous of that a lot because I have to figure out how to be a mom, a photographer and a podcaster simultaneously every single day and not um, be able to, compartmentalize those different parts of me. They yeah. all exist
2: simultaneously yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And that's hard. I can imagine that is hard because it there's no room to just enjoy one of those at a time.
1: Well, that in so like because I have ADHD, like my brain doesn't know which path I'm on. Like yeah. when I was There's no time to sh- you can't shut off work, Jerry. She's always around. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a teacher, okay, I'm in the school building. I'm teaching. When I leave, I'm no longer I'm no longer teacher Jerry. I'm human Jerry. I'm wife Jerry. I'm mom Jerry. But like those, that doesn't happen anymore. I can't um, uh, object permanence. You know what I mean? It's like when I'm in school, tunnel vision. Here I am. I know my role here it's all overlapping
2: it has to be extra difficult too i'm sure because as somebody who has their own business people contact you at every hour yeah. all hours yeah and the same thing with the, the podcast business we're getting mm-hmm. emails at all hours of the day right that you know if you look at them and then don't respond immediately you could forget about them and then it's like there are no correct hours that you can put on right. something like that so it really is like unless you're sleeping you're constantly working and that is Draining mm-hmm. that has to
1: be incredibly draining. Mm-hmm. So, so sorry. <laughs> and I don't know how, like, I was just talking to my friend about this yesterday. She's like, there's not many industries where people have clients and they give all of themselves to their clients yes. because like as a photographer I want my clients to feel like I'm more than just a vendor yes. I want them to feel because if I want them to be vulnerable and connected and authentic in front of my camera they need to feel they need to trust um, they me they have
2: to feel comfortable. and they have to
1: feel comfortable with me you can me. see
2: uncomfortability in pictures
1: yes and so I want you to look at those photos and not, I want you to feel like you're looking back in time. Yes. I don't want you to feel like a camera it was, was a even post, there. It yeah. was a closed thing. So I know that I give a lot of myself to my clients, but same thing with the podcast. Like I give a lot of myself yes. to them as well. And so it's it's hard um, to know where, where I start and stop yeah. all of it. And yeah. yeah, it is very draining. And I... Feel badly mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> so if you have tips, we don't. But can you give give yeah.
2: give a girl some tips? <laughs> SOS. She needs them. Um, I think we'll probably do like one more. Yeah. do you
1: think that's. Weird.
2: There's a lot of them. I'm sorry, they're still coming in. So apologies if we didn't get to you. Really yeah. Long. What is something you recommend doing if you want to try and go to therapy but can't afford it? I really think I should go, but want to know alternatives before spending the money that I already don't have. Okay. Like we've said a million times, therapy is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately where we live, and I, I know we have international listeners, but I'm not sure how it works with you guys. But where we live, healthcare does not include mental health. And it's hard enough to get
1: healthcare regular healthcare. Yeah. None of it's accessible. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> um smash my mic into my teeth. Yeah. But yeah. None of it's accessible and then mental health care on top of that is like who? No, not existent. Yeah. Basically. There are like some insurances that cover it, which is kind of incredible, but
1: my mine is covered. I yeah. mean we have a copay, but yeah.
2: Mine is covered. mine was covered yeah. when I was on my insurance. Now I think I I should be covered again. I'm really gonna go back. Yeah. Soon, I swear. Now they're I've doing, only
1: been encouraging you for I know. What? Well
2: now they're doing um virtual again and i think i feel more comfortable doing virtual which is weird because Mm -hmm. i didn't think i would but i think i do now anywho um there are people that you can talk to or not talk to there are people that you can like youtube videos um there's some really good people on tiktok which i know is like tiktok for your but there are like psychologists that go on there and they give people like just coping skill advices I would say if you don't know if you're diagnosed with something, possibly pay at least to get a diagnosis cuz sometimes like I said I was treating the wrong thing mm-hmm. and that can put a like kind of hinder you. So as long as you can get like a diagnosis, um that might help a little bit more. So at least then you can look for coping mechanisms for this yeah. specifically because if you're just going into it You're not really going to find a lot of resources that can narrow down your specific problems that you're having. Um, But there are resources online. There's books. There's a lot of things that you can, you know, I've Googled many. a Yeah. What do I do when I'm in a depressive episode kind of things? And just reading about that can help if you can't get to an actual therapist. Yeah.
1: We are very fortunate to grow up in a time with the Internet. We really are. Um, I think about that all the time. and yeah. I think about even like the difference between when you had a baby versus when I had a baby, yes. like how much information is accessible oh my now. God, it's crazy.
2: Yeah. Even being pregnant again. I'm like, where was all this 10 years yeah. ago?
1: YouTube has been just a wealth of knowledge. Truly. But so, yeah. Well, Hey, thanks guys for helping us out with the mental health check-in. Like I knew that we could talk about stuff, but it's always nice to know like, um, what What you you got yeah what you guys are interested in and it's sometimes not where we would naturally take the conversation so that's cool yeah um so yeah thanks for hanging out on this exclusive episode we appreciate you we We love you Yes. this has been ladies after dark (laughs) bye
0: Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories.